My entitled sister-in-law steals money from me and my family, as well as creates credit cards in my name that she spends without my knowledge. But eventually the law catches up to her, forcing her to do some jail time, as well as paying me back thousands of dollars in restitution. Here's what happened. So I have three nieces and a nephew I was quite close to. They frequently spent weekends and every special occasion with us in our home. As of writing this right now, I have not seen them for nearly a year. My sister-in-law and I were both employed as caregivers to elderly homebound individuals. Because of our job experience, we were taking turns assisting our grandfather-in-law with dementia. In March, he received a credit card statement with over $21,000 in transactions. When confronted with the bill, my sister-in-law admitted that she had taken and used the credit card. On my next visit to assist him, I drove him to the sheriff's office to file criminal charges despite my sister-in-law's promises to pay off the debt with the bank. Those charges are still pending. My sister-in-law was fired and blacklisted from working with elderly people and has cried that this should be punishment enough. Once charges were filed, the children were no longer allowed to spend any time with me, my husband, or our sons. She's run through several jobs since then and was recently fired from another job for stealing. Just before Halloween, I switched jobs and I noticed that my card was missing. I then received a new credit card in the mail that I had not applied for. My sister law currently resides at my previous address as we gave her the house where she currently lives. I often receive credit card offers in the mail and they've been sent to that address on numerous occasions. I was immediately suspicious but with nothing to go on, I just let it go. On November 21st though, I received a credit alert that I had opened a PayPal credit account and paid another PayPal user $250. So I contacted the creditor as well as local law enforcement. My sister-in-law is adamant she's had nothing to do with it. I'm still waiting on paperwork from the bank to verify her contact information on the application. She has since dug in her heels and announced to the world that the children are not allowed to spend any time with us for Christmas unless all charges against her are dropped. This will be the very first Christmas my youngest son hasn't spent with his cousins. And you know what? He's heartbroken. But I'm just angry. I don't understand how she musters the audacity. Now, I froze my card after I received the first credit card. I'm not 100% sure how the transaction still went through but my thought is she had all the necessary information and could have easily unfrozen it herself. It's taken so long to nail down these charges because attorneys are nitpicking over charges she spent versus which ones were actually legitimate. Aside from assortment of bills, here's just some of the purchases that she made. She spent $800 on tickets to a Backstreet Boys concert. She also Venmoed $700 to her BFF while also spending $1,600 on a photo shoot, $600 at Victoria's Secret, $450 in deliveries from her favorite local Mexican restaurant, $400 more on an ATV excursion in Mexico on a cruise with her husband, and then $650 from a website that sells designer scrubs. Nothing was purchased for her kids at all. Well, as an update at the court hearing this past week, my sister-in-law was sentenced to 20 days in jail, and as a result, she must now pay $8,000 in rest. What an awful situation. First off, I want to say that it really sounds like your sister-in-law is a horrible person. Not only is she stealing from you and obviously stealing from everybody else around her, but she also tried to use her kids as like bartering chips. She thought that her saying to the world, oh, my kids are never coming for Christmas. We're never showing up ever again and you can't see them. All while also demanding that you drop all charges against her shows exactly the kind of person she is. She not only knew that she was in the wrong, but she was also trying 
trying to punish everybody else around her for trying to make sure she was held accountable for her actions. Also, that's crazy to me that someone can open up a credit card under your name with just the bare bones amount of information at someone's fingertips. That goes to show you that you really need to be careful in the world. There's always someone out there that's trying to make sure your financial future is ruined. And that's exactly what this sister-in-law was doing. And at that point, if I was in this situation, the fact that she's trying to be like, oh, you can't be around my kids anymore unless you drop the fact that I'm a criminal. I would be like, okay, I just won't see your kids ever again. Like, seriously, she thinks that's going to solve any of these problems? What is going to solve these problems is her doing jail time as well as paying me back all the money that she stole. So thankfully, that's exactly what happened. This sister-in-law got exactly what she deserved because based on her history, she absolutely had it coming. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My husband is clearly unhappy with their current job, but after I tried to push him to find something else so that he would get paid more, he is now being very resistant and refusing to take any steps forward to further his career. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. My husband is 30 years old and has a master's degree in engineering and currently is working as a manager at a very large company. He was promoted to manager in November, but they gave him the lower tier manager position because he was four months short of the work requirement for the second tier. When he was promoted, the director told him that it would be a quick promotion to the second tier, so we were expecting him to be promoted in April. Well, April passed. He has brought up his promotion several times to the director. His company is known for holding people below their deserved tier and sometimes doing this for years and instead spending a ton of money on new hires. He has told me probably a hundred times about how much it upsets him and how he is never going to allow that to happen to himself. It's also pretty well known in this industry that you have to move around just to get paid. I told him if August hits without a promotion, he's going to have to start looking for a new job. He's a young engineer with a master's degree and 10 years of experience, and he is never going to be more valuable as a new hire than he is right now. Frankly, his sector of engineering underpays for engineers. The problem is, the job he has right now is great. The work environment is chill, he has a lot of mentors on his team that are very seasoned engineers, and he likes what his team does and wants it to succeed, but he doesn't want to start over. He straight up asked me, well, how much does money matter? And I rebutted by saying, well, why don't you answer that question? At which point he mumbled and grumbled and laughed a little bit because money has always mattered more to him than me and he knows it. I feel like I'm just trying to prevent him from doing something he regrets and being complacent, but maybe I'm wrong. What should I do? Honestly, in this situation, it is a little bit tricky. I think the way you went about it is a little bit too rough in my opinion. Like it really sounds like the original poster is trying to dictate this guy's career and I don't think that's appropriate in the slightest. He really does sound happy there besides the pay itself, which also makes me think that maybe this guy is complaining just a little bit too much. Like, I can totally see that the original poster might feel backed into a wall. Like, they see their partner and they're just like, wow, they really don't like their job. Okay, it's time for a change or something needs to happen. So you try to push him and say, okay, we need to move forward and get you something better overall. But clearly your partner just doesn't see it that way. He is very happy about the office culture and the fact that there's a lot of really chill people working there, which honestly, that is a huge benefit of a workplace. Working with people who are really cool and just really relaxed overall makes a huge difference in the work environment. So I don't blame him for saying, you know what, let's just stick where we're at. But if he really does feel that way, then maybe he should stop complaining all the time to the original poster because it really is leading her to believe that, wow, my husband's just completely miserable. Let's try to solve this problem together. So I think overall, you guys need to do just that.
that. This needs to be a team effort, and it doesn't need to be you trying to tell him what to do, as well as him complaining at the drop of a hat over stuff that apparently he's really happy about. Because from the sounds of it, it really does seem like some wires are getting crossed. And hopefully some kind of mutual agreement can come between the two of them. Because otherwise, this argument and conversation is just going to keep coming up over and over again. My dad is constantly comparing me to my older sisters. And after dealing with this for several years, I finally blew up at him and said some things that I honestly really regret. And at this point, I simply don't know what to do. So I'm an 18-year-old female, and I am the youngest child of five girls. My mom passed away when I was four years old, and my dad has raised us alone ever since. I don't really have an issue with my dad's parenting, but it's mostly with how my sisters treat me. I'm the baby of the family. I'm always treated like an infant who can't do things. They're fiercely overprotective to the point where I can't do anything normal teenagers do. For example, one time I wasn't even allowed to go to a birthday party when I was 15, all because boys would be there, and it was my sisters who decided that. I've always had to share my own things, and even now, I'm so bad at standing up for myself. I was always compared to my perfect sisters, and even now, my family still tells me about what they were doing at my age, and how what they were doing was so amazing. It really annoys me the older I get. I can't be my own person. I love them, but our relationship has been rocky ever since I moved out for college. I'm on my own for the first time, and I'm loving it. I got a boyfriend who I adore, and I'm really finding myself. I'm home for summer now, and a couple of days ago, I got into a big fight with my dad. He found out about my boyfriend and told me I needed to break up with him. He's never even met the guy. He told me I'm too young to date and compared me to my sisters, who I know for a fact hooked up with so many boys in college. Now, I'm not a person who usually gets angry. I was raised to always respect my elders, and it's a massive sin in my culture to talk back. But I was mad. I said that I'm an adult now, and I can make my own choices, whether they're good or bad. He admitted that it was my oldest sister who brought this to his attention, and that made me even madder. I screamed a little bit at him just to get my point across. I told him that I hate being the youngest, and I hate having so many sisters, and that he should have been more careful in having kids. He was incredibly upset with me and kicked me out for the night. I ranted to my boyfriend about all of this, and he told me my dad was being ridiculous. But I can't help but feel like maybe I should have kept my mouth shut. Two of my sisters reached out and told me I need to apologize and even bring a gift. I'm so sick of being the youngest daughter and at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. First off, I don't think it's a bad idea to apologize. Obviously, this was a heat of the moment kind of thing and you may have said some things that you obviously regret later on. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to feel upset that you're always controlled by your older sisters and your dad, but also the way this all went down was just nasty all around. Like, in some ways, I really do agree with the original poster. I don't think there's anything wrong with you having a boyfriend at 18 years old. You put it best, you are an adult now, and you should be able to make those decisions for yourself. Like, you're in college now, and you're moving on with your life, and that is absolutely okay. Like, in my opinion, that's completely normal. But I think you came at your dad a little bit too hard in this instance, and I think at least when it comes to that, you should probably apologize and try and make amends. Being angry and hostile towards your dad in this situation, even though you've dealt with this for so long, I personally think won't be super effective in trying to get your point across. But that also doesn't excuse his behavior of constantly comparing you to your sisters. Like, obviously, that's super obnoxious. I can only imagine growing up and listening to that day after day for years. That's not fair, and that can absolutely be communicated in a way where he understands where you're coming from. You can explain to him that you don't want to be treated like that, and you want to be compared to the person you are today, and not compared to your sisters, 
who probably don't even live at home anymore. So hopefully this all works out for you. It sounds like your dad did the best he could in the situation that was placed in front of him, but that also doesn't excuse the fact that he really has not treated you like your own person. And hopefully with some communication, a mutual understanding can come together between the two of you. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Am I the jerk for asking my boyfriend to scuba dive again after he almost had a panic attack? Here's what happened. So to start things out, my boyfriend is a bit angry with me at the moment, and it's got me wondering if I was in the wrong. My boyfriend and I booked ourselves to do a scuba course in Tanzania. We started it a few days ago, and it involves going through scuba theory where we were tested and we passed, and the instructors brought us to the beach to give it a go. Now, I really enjoyed it, but my boyfriend definitely didn't. We're both strong swimmers, which is why we decided to try it out. However, once my boyfriend got under the water, he started to panic. He immediately resurfaced and said he felt like a panic attack was coming on and he wanted to leave. He wanted to get out of the gear and sit on the beach to wait for us, but I gently persuaded him to give it another go because I know he would regret it later if he didn't at least try and he would not like all the money that he would have wasted on this. He did give it another go, but struggled and decided to sit on the beach. So the rest of us went back out and we had a great time. I joined him afterwards and explained how much fun it was and that we saw some fish while we were doing it. He was really happy for me, so I asked him again if he wants to give it another go and he just completely shut me down. He said that me asking him before made him feel like he couldn't say no and like he didn't give it a proper go. I argue that he didn't. He didn't even make it out into deeper water to put the things that we learned to use. He maintains that he didn't want to have a panic attack in the deeper water and put us in danger and that it's not my place to say whether he tried properly or not because he thinks that he did. Was I a jerk in this situation? I talked to him out of a good place because he looked so excited about the fish. I also don't think me asking him to try again was a big deal because he's done this with other similar adventure activities that we've tried to do and always laments that he regrets not fully committing to the activity. What should I do? Honestly, I can kind of see both sides of this. For the boyfriend side of things, they were clearly about to have a panic attack. Like they were freaking out, they were not doing good in this scuba gear, and they wanted to get out and go sit on the beach. And that in and of itself is probably already really embarrassing. I can imagine that this was probably really expensive. So he was already acutely aware that yeah, I wasted money on this and I really did not enjoy it. I also think his justification for backing out is completely valid. He felt a panic attack coming along and he wanted to leave and get out of the situation. He didn't want to have a panic attack in deeper waters and really put things in danger. That, in my opinion, is completely appropriate, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that type of response and knowing your body. So this situation was really not for him, and he probably really regretted it sitting on the beach waiting for his girlfriend. But on the other side of it, I think to a certain extent, his girlfriend really was trying to be supportive. She was there in the moment in the shallow water. He was feeling this panic attack coming on, and she was trying to be encouraging. It really did seem like she wanted him to try it one more time before quitting. And that in and of itself, honestly, was not that big of a deal. 
real. I think she really was coming from a good place in that first attempt, and she was just encouraging him to try it one more time, which in my opinion is completely reasonable. But where this became a little bit inappropriate is when she brought this up again on the beach after she's like, wow, I had such a great time. Like it almost seemed like she was completely ignoring the fact that he almost had a panic attack and was instead almost rubbing salt in the wound of the fact that he didn't participate in this activity. Like, I don't know about you, but having a panic attack while scuba diving is probably one of the worst places to have a panic attack. I'm pretty sure you can drown if that happens. So I personally think the boyfriend is smart for backing out and saying, you know what? This is not for me. And it's not the initial first time where you're like, wait, try it one more time. It's the fact that this person is trying to say, oh, you didn't try hard enough. Like, what are you talking about? That is really immature and that's really inappropriate. I totally understand that you want him to not regret later on that he didn't try the activity, but he did try it. Twice, in fact. And he realized he didn't want to do it and you really should not have come back at him and tried to almost rub it in his face that you had a great time and that he instead definitely missed out. An entitled Karen freaks out on me, screaming because we don't have any more soap for her hotel room. And it was honestly so overwhelming dealing with this and I seriously don't know what to do. So for context, I work at a hotel and for the sake of my job, I can't say which one. Specifically, I work overnight auditing. This time around though, I was scheduled for an afternoon shift. A rare occurrence, but something still manageable. The previous shift worker told me we ran out of soap, which is, yes, unfortunate, but it does happen. So anyways, I'm checking guests in on a Saturday and it's not too many. Everything is going smoothly. After I check some in, I go into the back office and I do some rudimentary paperwork. And that's right about when this lady starts ringing the bell aggressively. When I get there, she immediately starts asking if I have any extra bars of soap, to which I say, unfortunately, I don't think we do. I'm so sorry. She was annoyed and asked, well, you guys don't seem to be fully booked, so can you take some from unused rooms? That doesn't sound that bad of an idea, even if she was rude about it. So I tell her, I'll see what I can do. So I give my maintenance guy a call, and I ask him if he can grab a few bars of soap from any of the extra rooms. But he tells me that there weren't any left, much to this lady's dismay. This entitled Karen then says to me, I don't want to have to go out and buy soap from the store. As an employee of this hotel, this is unacceptable. You should have some in stock at all times. This lady was absolutely fuming and raising her voice at me. I was taken back by her sudden outburst and I didn't know what to say at first. She continued to berate me. It isn't your fault, but I imagine there are several other guests without soap as well. That is honestly unsanitary and maybe even grounds for a lawsuit. This is unacceptable. Now, I'm someone who's not very good with other people, let alone someone screaming at me. It is personally one of my triggers, so I wasn't taking it well and I was trying my best to stay composed, but it was becoming more difficult. I say to her, I'm sorry, ma'am, but I don't know what to say. I want to speak to your manager or whoever manages your stock. When do they come in? Yep, there it was, asking for the manager. Way to go, lady. You definitely earned your name as Karen. So I tried to call both of them, even my district manager, asking what I should do, but they didn't answer. And maybe this is because it was 8 o'clock at night. I tried to tell her that the manager nor my coworker responsible for hotel stock would be coming in today, and they won't be in until Tuesday. They weren't currently reachable, and I'm so sorry. But this entitled Karen was not having it. She demanded a discount on top of her already discounted room, which was charged at a hotel employee rate. I told her I would talk to my district manager about it, as I wasn't able to provide that. Then she refused to pay altogether until she spoke with someone and to unsign her name from the room. Unfortunately, I was unable to do that because what do I know? I'm just the night auditing guy. I couldn't undo her check.
back in, as it would incur a no-show charge, which would probably just upset her even more. I had no idea what to do, so I told her I would do everything in my power. After trying to convince her everything was alright, she finally went back to her room. After that whole ordeal, I went into the back and just kind of broke down. Luckily, no one was there to witness it, but man, that was stressful. I did end up leaving a note for my manager through text messaging and leaving a note for the morning shift person. That was all I could have done. Oh, and to top it all off, I walked into work tonight and I see a note saying that she called and apparently demanded the room be free for her so-called inconvenience. I personally don't think she deserved a free room, especially since she thinks that she can get away with it. But unfortunately, I think my manager will cave. But I guess we'll see what happens in the morning. Honestly, what an awful situation to be stuck in. There's nothing worse than just being the guy who's filling in for the night and then to have some entitled Karen run up and start screaming at you as if anything that's going wrong is your fault in the slightest. Like you didn't cause the soap to run out in the hotel. It's not like you personally started throwing bars away. You're just trying to do your job and get through the shift as quick as possible. I mean, that lady was seriously being obnoxious. There's no reason to talk to staff like that. You didn't do anything wrong. But unfortunately, it sounds like her screaming and crying really did pay off in the end because the original poster provided an update. Apparently, she ended up getting the room for free yesterday, but still continued to argue with pretty much everybody at the hotel. And honestly, is anybody really surprised about this? I mean, this entitled Karen is acting like soap isn't readily available at like the dollar store or something like that. And you can even buy them for like super cheap. Also, with that in mind, this is not the original poster's fault. Like the manager very easily could have done just that as well. They could have gone to the store, bought a bunch of soap and given it to each room. They could have then provided receipts and gotten reimbursed for it. Like if anything, this just sounds like the original poster was caught in the crossfire of several different people's mistakes. So personally, I'm so sorry you had to deal with that, but at the end of the day, everybody sucks here, and you just happen to be the person caught in the middle dealing with everybody else's mess-ups. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.